What up, people? What up, people? Welcome back to the D&D Project Podcast. It's a new season, new episode, new intro music, man. We just out here doing some things, trying to get right for this new year, trying to get right for this new season. D Nels, what's up? How you doing, my brother? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I actually like that. Uh, I like that intro. I, I appreciate it. Right there. <laughs> that was kind of smooth. I like that. Yeah, you know, we got to switch it up for the people, man. We got to get the people something, something new every once in a while, you know? Keep them, keep them on their heels. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man, so let's get right in. We've been gone. We took a little holiday break. We took a little holiday break. Took a little uh, end of the season break. Uh, people, um, old school TV people know how it used to, used to be a break in between the seasons. Now it'd be like one season ends, another season starts like three weeks later. But, you know, back right. in the day, it's like a season end, and, you know, you get like, get like a, almost a half a year off before the next season. So, you know, we took about a month off, came back with a new season. We're going to get up right back into it and do what we do. Nels, how was the holidays, man? I know you had to uh, do up a, a little like a makeshift performance at a friend's wedding. Oh, yeah, man. I had a, I ain't going to lie, man. I had a, uh, had a pretty decent holidays, man. This was cool, you know, spend that at the house, you know, and my daughter, she get all daggone gifts. And then, uh, then I had the New Year's. Um, I had to fly to New York um, to do a show uh, in Jersey. I had a wedding for New Year's Eve, man. It was uh, it was kind of crazy because you don't really see a lot of weddings going on on New Year's Eve, at least prior to this one. I didn't know that they had them actually on New Year's Eve. To be honest, so everybody was partying, have a good time, getting drunk, go home. That's it. Or you just home or whatever. I didn't know people actually get married. And uh, I spent it with my friend. We had a good uh, good turnout. Uh, good outcome. Uh, there was uh, 180 people showed up. Man, it was a big Damn, wedding. It was a big ass wedding. Big wedding man. in a warehouse. It was it was wild. It was like a a warehouse that does weddings. So it's like set up, but it's like a hundred year old building. It was uh it was crazy. Never seen anything like it. Um, the wedding went great. Everybody got married. Nobody nobody jumped up talking about nah fuck that. That's my man. Nobody said that. Uh, <laughs> Then all of a sudden, uh, I actually did a show. I did a show for uh, the people that showed up for the wedding. Then we went upstairs and partied, man. Then we went upstairs and party. Free drinks, free free liquor. You can't beat that. No, that sounds like a, I mean, when you had first told me about it, I was like, I don't know about that. But then thinking about it, I mean, a wedding is already a joyous occasion. Everybody's drinking and having a blast. And then you're doing it on New Year's. That's that's kind of wild, man. It had to, be, um, had to be some good times. And then... Neither one of them can ever say, "Hey, I forgot our anniversary." There's no way you could ever say you forgot the anniversary. Those facts, yeah, Not you can't. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking uh, New Year's Eve comes, New Year's Day, you know, New Year's Eve comes because that's literally when they got married. So it's going to be the 31st, but they celebrated it into the first. So I would, I would assume that they would be like, "Oh, our our anniversary is on the first. So that could be an excuse for one of them that they do forget. They would be like. But we got married on it. The thirty first will go by. You know, one person always got to be an asshole and never say nothing until the next day. They wait till twelve o'clock. You know how when you got to wait, you got to wait till twelve o'clock to get your partner to be like, "You motherfucker forgot my birthday. You forgot the anniversary." You know, wake them up out of their sleep. Hey, 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 you! It's twelve o'clock. You forgot our fucking anniversary. Why the fuck did you tell me uh, two minutes ago? I would have fucking <laughs> shit. And now they got to make sure you know you fucked up. But yeah. That'd be the excuse, though. That'd be the excuse. I thought it was on New Year's for our thought it was on January 1st. It's on 31st. We don't know. You know. So. 
It was like I was drunk. I don't remember. I don't remember what's going on. That's a fact. Man, it was it was a good a good amount of people. We were all in there messed up. You know, open bar. You can't when it's open bar. You gotta take advantage, oh, especially yeah. if the, for any any fellas out there. When it's open bar and somebody says it's an open bar, go to that motherfucker and take advantage. Go get seven drinks, order them at the same time, just in case they shut the open bar down. Get them, line them up, and fucking go to work because women get free drinks, man. Women get. Free if you, I don't give a damn how what you look like. I don't care what your social status is. I don't care how rich you are, how poor you are. Women got get free drinks. I don't care. In your life, woman, you have gotten a free drink. Guys don't get free drinks. I, I can't. I can't even. I can count on my hand how many times a woman has been like, "I'll buy you a drink." I, I can count it on my hand. Like, I, a woman can count it. She can't even count it on her hands, her toes, her nose, her fucking eyes. She has to count it on <laughs> other things on how many times she's gotten a free drink. Me, one hand, and probably don't even need all the fingers. No, because that shit does not happen. That's so guys. Occasion. Get those when you see open bar, you take advantage. Like it's, you just go for you go for broke. Uber, Uber there. That's how much I want you to. Get from. <laughs> he said Uber there. <laughs> don't, don't even drive. Hey, open bar. I'm Uber. This Hell yeah. Oh uh, shit. So um, let's hop into it, man. Let's talk. Um, let's talk snitching since uh. It's uh, it's for real big right now. Um, yeah, those of you that don't know, those of you that don't be paying attention to the um, the bloggers and the hip hop world and the social media world. Um, Young Thug, Young Thug's been on in court and in trial and in processing and everything for a minute. And he has a he has YSL. YSL they claim is his um record label, but it's also a gang, and it's been known as a gang. It's been touted as a gang. It's been moving as a gang for a minute now. And he got hit, hit with uh, RICO charges. So now uh, most of his co-defendants are getting out of jail. Most of co-defendants are going home or getting on probation and things of that nature. And people are like, oh, they snitched. Oh, they snitched. That's how they're getting out. And it's coming to light that they kind of they told some information. But some people are saying, well, they ain't snitched because they didn't say, I saw him commit this crime. But when you look at the the um, the totality of the case and what they're actually trying to prove, it is the DA is just trying to prove that YSL is a gang, and all these people that's in his circle, that's in his crew, they're all getting out of jail and going on probation because they're saying, yeah, YSL is a gang, and yeah, um, I believe Gunna, some of the um, and I'll paraphrase, I'm not gonna quote and say this is exactly what happened, but when they were reading in the court. They were saying, are you a member of YSL and are you aware of their gang activity and their gang things they've been doing throughout the city? He was like, yes, I am. She was like, "Um, do you recognize YSL as contributing to the downfall of the community when operating as a gang? He's like, yes, I am. He's like, like, well, you were you arrested with whatever, whatever um, Young Thug real name is arrested with him. Jeffries. Yeah, there you go. Were you arrested with him? And when they pulled the car over and there were guns and drugs in the car? Yes, I was. Were any of those drugs and guns yours? Nah, they was none of mine. So <laughs> with, with all of that being said, D, personally, I call it snitching. Because he's pretty much saying, he's not pointing the finger directly, but he's pretty much saying like, yeah, 
you're right. YSL is a gang. Yeah, we've been operating as a gang. Yeah, we've been doing gang shit. But um, I'm not going to say I saw him do it, but I'm going to say we've been doing gang shit together. So to me, the way I look at it, he's snitching. Uh, as far as with the gunner stuff, when I looked at it, I mean, he, I look at it like this. I look at it like I have no idea what gunner's, uh, what gunner's actual, uh, affiliation is when it comes to the YSL park, the gang. So first of all, let's be, let's be real. We know it was, some of it was a gang. We know some of it was a record label. I know people will say, no way it was a gang. It, come, yeah, on. come on. <laughs> Come on, come on now, come on now, <laughs> and it's fine. Cool, there's nothing wrong. I hope, I hope, uh, I hope Justin is served. I hope uh, Young Gunner. I hope. I mean, um, Young Thug. I hope when everything comes to the light, I hope he gets off on the charges. If he's if he's innocent, I hope he's he gets off. That's what I. That's what I hope. You know, you don't want to see anybody have to rot in jail because that's pretty much a death sentence at the end of the day. If somebody gets. 30 years, and I know you can live 30 years later, but at the end of the day, you, me and D, we always say the same thing. You live on this earth one time. So when you get 30 years in jail and you have to sit in there for 30 years, Jeez, that's a long time. 60 and 70, that's it, man. That's it. Your, your good years are pretty much behind you. I'm not saying that you can't do anything while you're 60 and 70. It's just that that's a lot of time to lose. That's what I'm saying. Um, so anyway, now, I don't know what Gunner's real affiliation as far as the gang part was concerned. Now, he could have probably been in there talking about, I just want to do some music. I'm not going to, I'm not pushing no crack. I'm not pushing no weed. I'm not pushing any kind of drugs. All I want to do is some goddamn music. So if I get a chance to hang around, hang around y'all and y'all going to do the gang shit, go ahead and do the gang shit. I don't, I don't you know, whatever you got to do. But when it comes to, I just want to make some music. I just want to make some money, be around some women. If if I could be around y'all with that, then cool. That could have been the conversation, and that is why he was like, "Hey, all that shit." I'm not saying that they're a gang or they they are a gang. Or I'm not saying it is or not. I'm just saying I wasn't in that shit. I'm just saying who me? I wasn't in that. I didn't have any fucking guns. I didn't have any drugs. Me, this person that you're talking to, I didn't have any of that shit. So, into snitching probably, but it's depending <laughs> on what is a what his affiliation is. With it, you know what I'm saying? Because is he talking like, "Hey, I was around it, but I'm actually a citizen like the rest of y'all. I'm a citizen, so you know, citizens and regular people can talk. People gotta always remember there's a difference between nice. the people that are in the streets and somebody like me or you. Like me or you, listen, I'm telling. You, I want motherfuckers off the streets. <laughs> Facts, and that's the thing. I'm it's like that's a thing, man. If you if you a citizen, like you're you're, you're excused from from providing information. But if you a if you a street soldier or whatever you want to call yourself, nah, man, you you got to play the role that you signed up for. Yeah, fact. So that that's my thing when it comes to Gunner. Nah, when Gunner they do- was Gunner was full fledged messing around in that stuff, man. The thing is, he's he's admitting well, all of them. It's not just him, and a lot of people are just saying. Him because he's the I guess the bigger name, but all of them yeah. that was all arrested together in this co-conspiracy racketeering Rico whatever whatever whatever, they're all saying at the start it was like oh YSL is a label we just a label we regular we make we make music. Then when they started hearing some of them charges, started hearing some of them time, they was like oh yeah it's a gang, it's a okay. gang. I was in the gang. 
we all we all was gang gang. Everybody started saying gang gang once they started hearing them um how long them sentences was gonna be. And out of yeah. you leave you yeah. in the hang. I always and I always realize when it comes to when it comes to this stuff, um people gonna look after them. They, you know. First of all, I think me and you should go back to because I know a lot of people if you're younger you might not understand. Like you keep hearing about Rico, Rico. Who the fuck is Rico? I didn't heard her song from fucking Big Mill, the Rico. I don't know who the fuck this Rico guy. Who is this Spanish motherfucker? Anyway, <laughs> the reason that they even have Rico charges uh, is because of the mob back in the day in Vegas. They used to not just in Vegas, but in the mob all over the country used to get away with a bunch of shit, and they used to fucking murder and kill and steal and do all kinds of shit. You, you think these motherfuckers is bad? The mob back in the day, this these these new motherfuckers. Oh yeah, they be so my my friend be on the block, man. These mobsters out here was wallet kill you right, the, kill you right on the street. Didn't really matter, and they would get away with it because too many people were scared to testify against them. So they would get it. They would kill somebody on a fucking Tuesday, be out on a Thursday killing somebody the following Tuesday. That's how pretty much what it was. So. The government had to come up with some way to fucking affiliate anybody that you fucking are around that we're going to charge you with the same shit. So if fucking Darnell goes down for fucking, if he get caught with some murder charges, well, then Dan got to go down for it too because Dan is affiliated with Darnell and that's how they fucking group a bunch of people. So that's pretty much how I believe it's 28 people that was in, in this chat, in this charge. I didn't even realize that many people. I just know whatever they do, uh, Rico charges. It's it's a multitude of people. It's never like Rico charges and they arrest like three people. <laughs> when they do Rico charges, they arrest, I guess, like probably like the minimum ten to twelve people. So oh yeah, twenty three sound about right. And it's yeah. all about connecting people because you know, like like you said, the mob they were they were smart. Like the boss never did anything, never touched anything, never got his hands dirty. So. Yep. What they did was like, all right, well, we're going to find a way to get the boss. How can we get the boss? Oh, yeah. Like you said, oh, you and him, the boss, and you were cool. Oh, so that must mean that the boss told you to do it. Yep. So that that's exactly how they would get. That's how they would get the boss because the boss, would, like you said, the boss wouldn't do anything. So they would never be able to get the boss. So the only way to get the boss is if you have other people that are doing crimes and now we can affiliate it to this motherfucker and this person, this motherfucker got to go to jail. So that's how they got. So now today it's the same thing. The Rico charge, if it didn't, the young girl didn't have to do anything. If he was giving out orders, that's enough to go down and put him away for whatever orders or whatever happened. Not saying that he did it. This is all allegedly. I have no idea if he did it or not. I don't care enough. I got bills, my own bills and shit. So, but, but what I'm saying is that if he did give any kind of orders or anything like that, that's why they rounded up 28 people. And the government knows what they're doing when they round up a bunch of people. They're always going to be able to find one or two or fucking 10 people that's going to be like, yeah, yeah, in order to get the fuck up out of here, yeah, that motherfucker did it. You know what I'm saying? They know it's power in numbers. The more people that you round up, the more somebody's going to be like, nah, fuck that. I'm not sitting in this jail for murder, especially if, you know, I didn't do anything. Yeah. So that's. That's the way yeah. it plays out, man. And then the, the crazy thing is, it's so many people that that end up getting caught up because you were just cool. Like, if I think about, like, back in my days when I was, like, just hanging out with people and being around people, 
Like, I could have easily got caught up in something and been like, oh, yeah, well, you part of it. I'm like, no, I'm not. They're like, oh, here go the pictures. You over here Tuesday. You over here Wednesday. You came back Friday. You were hanging out with them at the club. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I'm caught. I didn't even do nothing. I'm like, damn, I'm caught. They got me. Yep, yep, yep. But it's those people. It's some, of, some of those people are the ones that um, end up telling them. Sometimes people really don't be built for this, man. Some people be in the midst of it, just having a good time, partying, and want to want to claim the gang and want to throw the setup and want, want all the um, they want all the amenities and luxuries of the gang life, but don't want to really live it and be part of it. Not at all. You can't do both, no. man. Not at all. People want people want to be affiliated and do everything and get the money and get the women's and all the stuff like that, but nobody is thinking about. What can happen if you go down for whatever crimes, for said crimes? If you if you get caught up in this, no, you have. When you are doing street life stuff, you have to. You have to, in the back of your mind, say, "I'm ready to go down for X amount of years." Mm. That's what you have to. You have to put that. It's almost like it's almost like a saving. It's like a savings bond, like saving money to the side. Like I'm gonna save this money to the side. Just in, so you have to have in your back of your head, a just in case. Just in case motherfuckers pick me up, I'm going. I'm down to do ten years. I'm down to do these twenty years because if you don't have that, and you don't, uh, you should not be even in the streets if you're not thinking like that. Because we all know how this game works. When you do this stuff and you do it long enough, you're either going to. I'm pretty sure everybody knows this. If you're old enough, you know that there's only two ways when it comes to this crime stuff. It's either the fucking the jail. Or the penitentiary, uh, the penitentiary, or the grave. It's just those two. That's just what it is. It's, just, it's almost like if you do it long enough, that's what you're going to get. You try to do whatever you dirt you're going to do, and you get the fuck up out of there. You're like, I ain't doing this no more. I'm going to get out of here. But if you don't, you are going to end up in those two places. That's just what it is. Yeah, but then you know, them folks be um, some people be addicted to the they be addicted to the um, limelight, addicted to the money. And they just don't. Nah, I can't leave this money. I got to keep getting this more money. But you know, mm-hmm. like you said, it's either the jail or a uh, grave. But I heard, um, I heard comedians say they one time they was like, it's like, hey, either you can go to jail now or you can go to jail later. <laughs> but you're gonna yeah. go to jail because <laughs> it's just too, too much. You be caught up in too much. You be doing too much when you out there in them streets like that. You just gotta be able to pay attention, man. It's, uh, it's. I know the fast money is amazing. I'm not. I'm not knocking anybody that does anything, you know, to feed your family or whatever the situation. I don't knock that stuff because at the end of the day, I don't. I can't. If I'm not, I hate people to try to judge you and no motherfuckers ain't even giving you no bread. Like you, you don't got no. You don't give me no bread. You don't pay none of my bills, and you have the nerve to judge me on that shit that I do. So if you're doing anything and it's not harming anyone, do what you got to do. I, I don't judge anyone, but you have to have in your head that some shit could pop off, man. Jail is is jail or grave is inevitable. It's just those two. You, people have been doing crimes for as long as there's earth. So the fact that you think that you're different, I'm smarter than the rest of them. I've been watching motherfucking Scarface my entire life. No, motherfucker, you're going down. <laughs> you're going. You're going to go down. So try to get in and try to get out. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, man, these folks be trying to, these folks be want to, like you said, everybody got that, uh, that mentality. Like, I know how to beat it. Like, I've watched this. I've seen that. I know how to beat it. They ain't going to catch me because when they catch me, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in the bushes, and then I'm going to dig a hole and put the crack in the hole, then they're going to arrest me, and then they're never going to find the crackers in the hole. Like, like what? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, you really thought that shit out? That really made sense in your head when you thought it out? Yeah, man, because yeah. if you put it deep enough in the hole, the dog can't smell it. Like, ah, oh, man, you're going to jail. <laughs> yeah, you're going to jail. <laughs> you're going to jail, buddy. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. You're going to go to jail? Okay. <laughs> Just make sure you have in your head that you are, are are willing to do the time. Don't don't go to don't don't do these crimes with no thought process of not doing no time, because that's what that's what needs to be said in some of these meetings. You understand? Like that's what needs to be said when they when they having these these gang meetings and stuff like that. They need to be like, hey, uh, when shit pop off, are you okay with doing 15, 20 years? And if the fucking answer is not an emphatic yes or a no, I mean, an emphatic yes, that motherfucker can't be in the gang. Because at the end of the day, you know that's the motherfucker that's going to be like, him right there. Him right there. That's <laughs> him right there. <laughs> this him right there. Those three words come out of that person's mouth. If they don't have an emphatic yes, I'm down to do 10 years. It's cool. He's going to be that dude that be like, uh, hey, they caught us. <laughs> come that's on out. Back. Come out the back, man. They caught us. <laughs> They got us. <laughs> what is it? But it's it's it's, it's a sad situation. You know what I'm saying? Because what I what I believe, and again, I'm I know nothing about nothing. So uh, all I believe is what I think is. I think I think Doug was probably doing whatever he was doing, right? And I think once you get to a certain status, maybe you either slow up or the crimes get more sophisticated. But you, what, what the problem is, is you you are doing so much good for your community. Whatever you, whatever shady shit you're doing, you kind of throw it to the side. You're like, listen, I've been doing shit. I've been fucking handing out turkeys and doing all this fucking goods for my community. Who gives a shit if I'm doing a little bit of you know drug selling on the side or fucking somebody up on a, on you know one of my enemies and things like that you know that stuff you trying to muddle out because you're like listen I'm doing so much good and that's what I I think I don't know I, don't know, I have no idea but I think probably that's what's been going down and I hope you know maybe I'm pretty sure uh this is time that he's spending if he's spending this time in jail right now if he's spending this time I'm pretty sure he's reflecting on whatever's going on or whatever mistakes he did make or didn't make and hopefully, if he does come out, he'll come out and put that kind of life life to the past, because he'll see that yo, know, I I escaped, I escaped something like I got to get out of that kind of lifestyle, kind of like um, you you see how Snoop still has the street cred, but Snoop is about as pop as anybody in the fucking world. Snoop, Snoop, <laughs> Snoop, he be hanging with Snoop, Snoop. <laughs> Yes, Snoop is the one person that toted the line. Like Snoop can go and be on a cartoon, be on any kind of game show, making silly things, making silly jokes, smoke a little weed, and everybody still is like, nah, fuck all that. He's a crip, and he just toast the line. Yo, you have to be able to toast the line like Snoop. Yo, you have to be able to toast the line the line like Snoop. Snoop has made so much money appeasing to everyone. You understand? And still keeping his street cred which is fucking phenomenal. You have to be able to do that. So if Young Thug does get out, I hope he's able to cross over into that type of lane because it worked for Snoop. It worked for like Snoop. It worked for like Wiz Khalifa. You know what I'm saying? It worked for these people. Now, I happen both of them having to smoke weed, but there's other people it worked for. Um, 
that I think that's how you gotta that's how you gotta run your businesses. I'm not saying you gotta cater to the pop to the pop here, but if you want to re- really make some real money in this industry, you have to at least get to the part where you're like, I'm cutting all this crime shit out, man. It's over. I have made a bunch of money. I'm just gonna do good. Do for your community. Yeah, your that's, that's a fact. Yeah, you gotta cut it out, yo. The crazy thing is, like, a lot of people speak positive about him, about the things he's done for the community, things he be doing for people. And I don't I don't doubt that he doesn't do and hasn't done and hasn't been doing it for years. But at the end of the day, it doesn't excuse. If he's out here being part of these violent acts and being part of these murders and these drug deals like like they're alleging and they're claiming, I don't care, I don't care how much you how much you do you still are contributing to like the downfall of a community downfall of a people. So yep. like old school, um, new Jack city, like needle Brown was out there giving out turkeys and feeding people and all type of stuff. But he had the whole project under control was selling crack into projects. So yeah, yeah. Like you can't do both. But I mean, there's been several people who say, Hey man, that dude take care of five, six, seven different families out of his own pocket just because he sees their struggle and he wants to help them. Was it, was it little baby or dub baby? One of them baby people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I said a uh, young thug was giving him money every day. Like he saw him, he saw the potential in him musically and was like, yo, how much you make out here when you sell drugs? And he told him, I make this much a day. He's like, hey, I'm gonna give you this every day for you to stay off this street and go to the studio or go someplace and make some music. So shout out to the dude with the stuff he's doing positive. But like you said, you just got to leave that street stuff alone. And if that's what's, if that's what's um, funding your ability to help people, you're obviously a smart individual. So let's let's figure out a way to make this funding legal and still help people. Yeah. And the way he's making music and the way people love his music, which I've I've never been a fan of his music, and I don't think I ever will be. I like some songs here and there, but I've never been a real fan of his music. But people love your music, so you're making money off your music. You just gotta go ahead and hit the moonwalk up out the street life. Stop, he, stop he, um, recruiting these kids. Stop saying YSL. We gang gang in this street and we we busting heads and we busting guns and yo, just chill, man. <laughs> like just chill. Why don't you get you a house off um out right outside the city someplace and just just enjoy life, man. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with leaving that shit behind. There's zero. I understand that there's code in the street. I also understand that other motherfuckers won't allow you to leave that life. Mm. But sometimes you, maybe you have to move sometimes you have to do if, if this, first of all, what makes me upset is that when you have this many people and, and they said, I saw the, uh, I saw, uh, what was his name? I forget who was on the stands today talking about great young thugs. But anyway, but what I'm saying is that, young thugs should think like, Hey, I have all of these people that are relying on me. Maybe I need to pick up and move. Maybe I just need to get out of Dodge. Maybe I just need to get away, be not around this type of environment because of that moment. Like you have kids, right? You would never put yourself in a situation to, to say, Hey, I'm going to jeopardize maybe not being around for my kids because you know, they're depending on you. Right. So when you have that, when he's such a celebrity, such a good person to give back to the community and fucking be taking care of these families and other people, you have to be like, I can't jeopardize this, Joe. I can't jeopardize going to jail. I have to do whatever it takes not to be going to jail and not to be doing dirt because these people depend on me. So let me do whatever it takes. 
And I know I'm, I know somebody's listening to it. It's like, it's not as easy as it sounds. Well, you know, what's crazy. This guy's a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? And people do it with less people do it with thousands of dollars. So yes, when you're a millionaire, you can get out of Dodge. You can pick up and leave whenever you want to. Those people that are like thousandaires. People living check to check. They just can't leave the hood and just go do and just go move somewhere else. So I believe it's a little. I know people don't believe it's that easy, but when you're a millionaire, you have the access and you have the funds to do whatever you feel like you want to do. Yeah, man. I think he's. Um, I think a lot of people end up getting to the point where they're so tied in and they're so locked in to it. When they try to leave people still look to them for that quote unquote street guidance. And people still look to them as the boss, like, Hey, we about to go do this. Is it cool? And you really, you really can't, sometimes you really can't get out unless you turn it over to somebody like, Hey, I am no longer in charge. This person yeah. is in charge. Now you talk to that person, but even with the Rico man, with the Rico, you, you still end up getting caught up. So, I mean, yeah. hopefully, I mean, I um. I'm torn. Like, I don't never want to see nobody go to jail, but some people do things that demand you go to jail or demand you get some type of retribution for what you did to somebody's family. So I would prefer him go to jail instead of if he did call the shots for somebody to get, for somebody to get killed and somebody from that family be like, you know what? I know he did it. I know he called the shot for it. I'm going to go take him out. But either which way, you're gonna one of the two is gonna end up happening because things just don't go down without it being some type of um, retribution for it. Karma's a bitch. Karma will come back and get you one way or another. So sometimes you get yourself jammed up. Sometimes you do stuff, and it ends up coming to get you later. Sometimes you don't even get it right away. Sometimes it come get you later, and I think that's what this is. I mean, he's done some things. I don't know if it was recent. I don't know if it was long ago. Whenever it happened, it happened. And now the heat's coming back. And the heat's coming back on him, and he's going to have to deal with that heat one way or another. And the people around him are saying, "You know what? We are a gang, because that's what y'all charging us with, and I don't want to get charged with that." So you're gonna let me go home? Yep, we a gang. Yeah, I'm not gonna say he's. I'm not gonna say he's in charge. I'm not gonna say he did anything. I'm just gonna say, yes, we are a gang. And I'm pretty sure the defense yeah. then came up with a whole explanation of what they define as a gang as opposed to what the law defines as a gang and all the other stuff. So we'll see how it comes out. But, you know, I mean, they're snitching on somebody who's alive to defend themselves. T.I., on the other hand, um, he, and this is not even alleged, this is not speculated, he actually said, he admitted that he, what do you say, he told on his um his dead cousin in order to get out of something? Yeah. So yeah, I never, I never, I've heard it mentioned before, but I've never listened to like the full breakdown of it because I was just like, whatever, it really doesn't matter if he, I mean, if somebody's already dead and he was like, they were like, well, who did this crime? He was like, oh, Jimmy did that. I'm like, Jimmy, I'm like yeah, Jimmy that died like last year sometime. So, I mean, you snitch, but I mean, is he even telling the truth? Yeah, and I've seen a lot of people that are like, well, he's a fucking snitch now. I don't trust no T.I., you goddamn snitch. And there has to be, there has to, the, the, people, there has to be a fucking line where you say, hey, I'm going to make an intelligent decision not to spend time in jail. Yo, 
there is no, uh, unless people know there's a second chance at this life thing, I, I'm, I think we're going to continuously say you get one shot at this life thing. I don't know what type of time that T.I. was looking at uh, when he made this, when he told on his cousin that was actually dead and nobody else was going to suffer from him telling the truth. I have no idea when this happened. I don't know the amount of time. I just know that T.I. admitted that this is what he did. But it has to be a time where the hood has to make an intelligent decision. I, I get street codes, but clearly in this day and age, that street code shit is a fucking joke. So we have to be where somebody says, hey, I am not going to go to fucking jail when somebody, nobody's paying. I can understand if the guy was alive, if the cousin was alive or whoever was alive and he said, you know, I'm I'm gonna snitch, but he snitched on somebody that was fucking was gone. There was no nothing was gonna happen. So he made it, I believe, an intelligent decision to be like, well, it doesn't make any sense for me to fucking spend time in jail. What if it was 10, 15 years? Because he never really said what was happening. What if it was fifteen years? What what do you, you don't get no prizes when you come out of jail, yo? You know what the prize you get when you come out of jail? Oh shit, we got phones. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh shit, my nigga! You don't even know they got the McRibs back out. You you be like glad the McRibs. You know there is no fucking prizes for this shit. So people's got to kill. Yeah, yeah, I got to stop with this whole. I'm gonna keep it real. I would have went to fucking jail. Shut the fuck up. When people are in that situation, the hardest motherfuckers be telling. I watched, I watched first forty eight, and that shit is like it's supposed. I mean, obviously it's uh it's not it's not a it's not uh like it's not a um, where people are like making the shit up. It's not a fucking regular show. It's an actual real life show. I see motherfuckers snitch all the time on that shit. All the time. And I don't even need to watch First 48 because I just turn on my fucking internet and see people snitching every single day. <laughs> so, so miss me with the fucking I would have did this and I would have did that shit. Miss me with it. And when there's somebody fucking dead and gone and then you're being like, I'm fucking real. I would have never did that shit. I would have never snitched on a dirt homie. Snitching to snitching. Okay. Until you get into that situation. And then all of a sudden, it's not snitching no more. So miss me with that shit. Please. <laughs> if T.I. on somebody was fucking dead, that's a smart move. You don't fucking go to jail for something. If you do the crime and all that stuff like that and the person is gone and nothing can happen, you just fucking be like, I'm not going to sit 10, 15 years in jail. I'm not doing it for nothing. For what? Again, you get no prizes when you come out of jail. You get a fucking, a bunch of balloons. Family members are dead. It's The fucking world has changed. I don't go to New York for fucking three months. There's fucking new buildings all over the place. Imagine coming out of jail 15 years later. You won't even recognize. People are dead. People are gone. Your fucking children are grown up. You missed out on 15 years of your life. Stop it. Please stop this with this nonsense, Joe. There's, there's a point in time where people just got to be like, I'm going to make a smart decision. I, me personally, again, and I'm a civilian, so maybe that's why I'm talking this way. I think it's a smart decision. But the crazy thing is, like, how how do you how do you let him? So let, let let's let's just paint the um let's paint the scenario because I don't feel like researching, looking up this foolishness. But let's just paint the scenario. So the cops got him in the room. They're talking to him about something, and he says, "Oh yeah, I know who committed such and such crime two years ago." They're like, "All right, man, we've been trying to solve that crime." He's like. Did he did he finesse them? Like, yo, listen, if I tell you this information, I got to make what I got going on go away completely. And without even, like, hearing the full information, without getting any details, they was like, all right, we agree. What you got going on to go completely away if you help us solve this murder or this crime or whatever it was. He was like, yeah, I know who did it. It was Jimmy. I was like, oh, shit, yeah, where's Jimmy at? Oh, he was in, the, in a such-and-such graveyard. He, he dead. 
Like, they did. Like, did he finesse them? Because I've never heard of anybody being able to tell on somebody who's no longer living and to get out of whatever trouble they're in. I've <laughs> never heard of it. And I've never been deeply in court. I've never been in any involved in any type of trials of that nature, but I have never, and I didn't think it was even possible for you to tell us somebody who's dead and get out of trouble for what you get in trouble for. So it's funny that you say that. It's because there was a, a person on, on DJ Vlad, on Vlad, I was watching Vlad, and there was another guy, and he solved about, he said, I don't know if it was six, it was either six or nine, one of those two numbers, six or nine cases on dead people, like, and he got, he reduced his sentence and got the fuck out of jail. And then when people, and, and when people seen it and they called him a snitch in the fucking comments, but you know what he was doing? He had a fucking interview on Vlad. How about that? You know, <laughs> he been doing if he never snitched, he'd have been sitting in the fucking cell and y'all niggas wouldn't fucking send him no commentary. Nobody would have gave a fuck about him. Right. I've read, yo, when, I, and again, I'm a civilian, so I'm just thinking different. If I did crimes, I'm, I'm, when I, if I did crimes and I know what I did, that's a whole different story. You know, I'm not fucking, I'm not a person. I'm very big on loyalty. So I'm not one that would be jumping in the street talking about, I fucking, we, we out there, you said, let's go sell these drugs. And then all of a sudden the cop pulled me over and I'm like, well, fucking Dan did it. I ain't fucking sell no drugs. That's not, that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. But when there's certain things like fucking telling them dealt to dead people, why the fuck would I fucking sit in jail over someone that's not on this earth anymore? I'm not doing it. People kill me with how fucking thuggish they are until they enter the situation. If it was a dead person, you do the same shit. And if you didn't, you're a fucking idiot. That's you're an idiot. You're just a <laughs> you're a dummy person. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that straight up. I'm gonna fucking kiss me. Darnell said this shit. You're a fucking dumb. If you sit in a cell and you're like, I'm going to fucking sit in this cell because I don't want to be called a snitch. Well, you're a fucking dummy at two. Well, you're a snitch. You're not a snitch. How about that? Congratulations. And you're a fucking dummy because there is no point on trying to sit in a cell if you can get out and nobody else gets harmed. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody else gets harmed, I would never do a crime with like you or anybody else and be like, now all of a sudden I get off and now you get 30 years. I would never do that. But if nobody's going to get harmed, if the motherfucker's dead, why am I sitting in the fucking jail? Why? So y'all could say, you the real one? I don't want to fucking be a real one. I want to be in the fucking streets eating, eating fucking chicken McNuggets and fucking roti and shit like that. I don't want to be sitting in a fucking cell so y'all can say you a real one. There is nothing. There's nothing for being a real one. Yeah. They just always want to hit you with you a real one. So you get nothing. Zero. You get a fucking. Oh, you get for a real one is um a shout out on the mixtape. <laughs> yes, you get a shout out. Yo, shout out to Darnell, man. My nigga did fucking fifteen. Fucking stand ten toes down. Yo, I need some money for my rent. Ah, my nigga. Good luck, man. I hope everything works out for you. <laughs> Fuck out of here, y'all. Oh my god, shit is just fucking annoying. She's crazy, man. But that, that's that's the that's the um, society in the world we live in, man. You got people who are a hundred percent in, and you got people who are a hundred percent out, and you got people who who trying to tote that line. But at the end of the day, man, if you if you in it, you in it, and you need to be prepared for whatever comes with it. And then if you don't want to be part of it, you need to learn when to back out. Yeah. And I mean, if if you have the opportunity. I couldn't even imagine being in jail. They'd be like, "Hey, man, what they offer you? Hey, man, they wanted me to tell them, they wanted me to snitch on my cousin, man. I can't snitch on my cousin. 
They'd be like, oh, hell yeah, man. You can't snitch on your family. Like, what they, was, what they was trying to give him. Oh, they wouldn't have gave him nothing, man. He'd been dead for like two years. I'm pretty sure everybody in the prison yard or prison dorm or prison, wherever, would look at you like, like, nigga, what? <laughs> like, nigga, what? Like, he wasn't going to go to jail if you if you said it? Nah, man. I mean, you know, his, that would have tarnished his name. Nigga, nigga, his name. <laughs> it's all, yo, this, it is always the motherfuckers in the comments that just love to talk about all the shit they would do. I'm a fucking real nigga. And then fucking, I got to set my alarm for my fucking job tomorrow because I got to go to work. I can't be on the corner and all that shit. Shut the fuck up, man. Yo. <laughs> They always talk shit. Everybody always in the comments talking about how real and all this other shit they are, how much money they got, how real they are, all these places they be going. Everybody be in comments. But yet nobody does that shit, yo. You don't do it. Stop lying, yo. It's okay. It's okay to be a regular person. Regular people, yo. Let me let me, let me me tell people that are listening to this just because I know somebody's being real upset. Like, nah, fuck that. I'm a real nigga. Listen, I'm going to tell you real quick. There's way more regular people than these so-called real motherfuckers. I, I, I promise you. There's way more regular people than these fucking, I'm a real nigga. There's way more regular. You know why? Because real niggas, so-called, so I'm a real nigga, and I do quotations, y'all can't see me. That shit can only last for a certain amount of time. You can be a real nigga. For, you can't be a real nigga forever. You have to get out of that at some point because either you're going to end up with your 15 ass in jail talking about when is the McRib coming back out, I'll be back in 15, or you could be a regular person and just fucking try to get it how you get it. I'm not, I'm all for however you're going to get money, but sometimes you just got to try to figure out a way to, there is a thousand ways to get money today. This is not like uh, the 2000s or the 1900s or the 70s or the fucking 50s. With the internet, you can even fucking Google how to fucking make money. There's a thousand people that want to tell you how they made money and how you try to get to the bag as well. So, oh snap! I lost Nels. I don't know what happened. I lost. Oh my bad. There you go. I was a good conversation. Shit. <laughs> what, I saying, what I was saying is that what I was saying is that I, where I where did I leave off. I even know that. I just heard nothing. I, it was radio silence. I was like, "Oh man, what happened?" Oh shit! I must have hit the button. But anyway, what I was saying is that there's way more real. There's way more regular people than there are uh, like um, street dudes. Yeah, I mean, regular people run the world. There's regular yeah. people running the world, making everything happen, and it's okay. Like I said, when it's all said and done, it's okay to be regular and just go to work every day. Get your paycheck, love your family, and do and go about your business. Um, yeah, no, that's what it is. You have, you have to. It has to get to a point where you say, "Yo, I." There's a thousand ways to make money. You can go online and Google. There's a thousand people that can't wait to tell you how to make money. Back in the day, a lot of people did certain things or crimes and stuff like that because there really was. You know, you can figure out the ways to make money, but it wasn't as accessible. People just didn't have the smarts to try to figure out. Now, you don't even need to fucking be smart. You could be a dumbass motherfucker and just Google or YouTube, and somebody will show you how to do whatever you think you want to do. Somebody is doing it, and they can fucking tell you how to do it. It's an, it's it's silly to try to go do certain things because there are so many ways to make money today. Like, it's an abundance of ways to make money. Right, and I'm not saying everybody's getting to the bag because we are in a time where 
there we are in a time where it is very very uh like people getting laid off from work and jobs are being downsized and stuff like that so i understand whatever you're going to do to make money but what i'm saying is that you have to figure out we have to find out what your niche is find out what your niche is get good at your niche study your niche and fucking knock it out the park and you will make a lot of money always always remember i, I learned this I learned this. You never do anything for free if you're really good at it. If you're really good at some shit, figure out how to master the shit that you're good at and charge lots of money for for motherfuckers that pay you for the shit that you're good at and you will be fine in life. Yeah, that's a fact. You gotta find what you're good at, find what you uh what your what your passion is and then charge people for your passion. As long as you're doing good at your passion, as long as you're um as long as you're succeeding and you're making it something that people want, then you can make money off your passion, man. That's a fucking fact. If you love what you do, you never work another day in your life, is what they say. That's a, that's a fact also. Yeah, man. So, um, <clears throat> let's slide on to um, the nonsense that be going on. Well, not even nonsense. The uh, Odell Beckham video. Oh, yeah. Odell Beckham is, um, he's, on the, he's on the plane. He's asleep. And the um, was it the flight attendants? They call the police and EMS on them, saying that they keep trying to get him to wake up and he won't respond. And they just yeah. want him to put on his seatbelt, but he won't. He won't wake up and put on his seatbelt. And like they made a whole big scene, end up having him like removed from the plane. Well, in those situations, they tell the person, "Hey, we need you off the plane." And if you don't get off, then they make everybody get off the plane, and then they you know try to like forcibly remove you or try to get you to get off once everybody else is off. Yeah, and shame you. Go ass. Yeah, because you know, I think it. I think that all came about. Remember when um, what airline was that? It was giving away people seats, and they um, they dragged the Asian man off the flight. Oh yeah. Ever since then, what they do now is they they make everybody get off the plane, and then they interact with that one person. Like, all right, come on, now we don't want to have to. We don't want to do <laughs> this know? the hard way. Let's do this. Let's go ahead. Just get up and walk out with us, and leave it at that. You know why? Because then nobody can fucking tape your ass and run throwing their ass in the fucking seats. Because everybody exactly. tapes man. And he got paid. That's what exactly happened. what it is. There's no video evidence of us kicking oh. your ass. <laughs> we, we whoop your ass on these motherfucking three-hour seats. We're going to fucking fuck you up. That's, you should have got it when we told you the first time. But we're going to let everybody get off this plane, and then we got something for your ass. <laughs> I think that's exactly what it is. But... Um, so oh, the, but then they were like, he didn't have no pants on. Was, <clears throat> excuse me, they was like, he ain't got no pants on. They, they were accusing him of all type of stuff. They was like, oh, we think he's think he's got something medical going on. We don't want him to to die in the air. They was throwing all type of stuff out. But the EMS and the police were like, no, nah, he cool. Like, <laughs> I think he's just tired. Like, yeah. what, what are you doing? She's like, oh no, oh no, he's we, we tapped him, we shook him. They were like. Yeah, it looks like he's just extremely tired. They was like, yeah, he said he was at the club all night. They was like, the fuck they got to do anything? It's like, yeah, so he's tired. He's probably hungover. He's tired. Like, and I commend the police officers in the EMS that responded because they were very calm. They were talking to him. They were like, hey man, you all right? Like, what's up? Like, they trying to get your attention. You good? And he was like, yeah, I'm fine, man. He's like, I was just asleep. Like, I really didn't realize they were trying to get me, kind of get my attention like that. He's like, all right, cool, man. So you straight? You medically fine? He's like, yeah, I'm good. And he's like, oh no, something's wrong, and we don't want him on the plane. We need to get him off because that's not right. He can't act that way. Like they made this whole situation a hundred times worse than it needed to be 
when granted he should have woke up. All right, let's just look at it that way. He should have woke up or let's say he was just straight passed out. Let's say he he was in first class, so he boarded at first, he boarded early. Mm-hmm. Say so he just got in his seat and he came straight from the club and he passed out. Anybody who's partied and been out and been having a good time knows sometimes when you get home from the club, like you are comatose. There ain't no waking you up. You knocked out in the bed on the couch wherever you fall. <coughs> Excuse me. And he happened to fall in the airplane. Like he left the club and went to the flight. So when he got when he got in his seat, he passed out. So them saying we were tapping you, we were trying to. He's like, I had my headphones on. So like I don't know, man. I think they made it. Not even think they made it way more extreme than it needed to be. And there was no need to be having him removed from the flight to catch another flight or any other type of foolishness. I think. I think the flight yeah, attendants were just like overzealous, man. Yeah, they knew who he was, and they was gonna fucking do something about it. I think uh, it, it's so. T- and again, I, I wasn't there, so I can only go off over the, the little bit of video and. You know, obviously, we just speculating like anybody else is that, but it didn't seem like something where it needed to be this. It needs to go like that, right? You just ask the guy, hey, you know, and I understand. I also understand their frustration because if I, and when I'm drunk and tired, and I, if he just came from the club and went straight to the flight, he's probably in comatose mode. He's probably in mode of I don't know what. I just don't want to fucking be bothered, and I get that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the flight tenders have a job to do they have to get you to have your seatbelt on or whatever like that. And I think they probably asked them two or three times and then was on some frustration, like, fuck this shit. I'm, I'm, I'm over it, yo. And I don't know why they keep talking about he was in there butt-ass naked and all that shit like that. I'm pretty sure he had some fucking... You would not have let him on the flight. You know? But if he was just... flight, You mean he got in his seat and took his whole pants off and nobody said shit? Nobody said anything. Like, he was the only one in first class. Somebody would have said something, man. If I'm in first class and I see somebody fucking get butt-ass naked, I'm saying, yo, yo, nah, we're not doing the butt-naked. Yo, I'm not doing I'm sitting up there. You know what I'm saying? That would have been the reason to kick him off because he's standing up and taking off his clothes. That would have been the reason right there. But that wasn't the reason. Their reason was because he didn't want to put on the seatbelt. You know what I'm saying? And I just think they just got frustrated and was like, nah, we're going to make an example out of you. Or, you know, and this is what we're going to do. And they probably asked him to get off. And I think in the video, he was just like, nah, I'm not getting off. You got to do whatever you got to do. And they was like, all right. And now we're going to embarrass you. And they were like, I'm pretty sure they were just like, OBJ won't get the fuck off the flight. Like <laughs> said some shit like that on the motherfucking, or the fucking announcing machine. And, you know, I've seen people coming off like, damn, you're an asshole, man. <laughs> and, I, and if I was, a, if uh, you got to think about it, if you, you, if anybody that's been delayed on the flight, that shit is annoying. I don't care who's the reason. I don't care if Mother Nature, fuck you, Mother Nature, fuck you, OBJ. If I'm, if I'm delayed, I don't care who's the blame. I'm mad at that person because yeah. flying is, flying is cool because it gets you to wherever you got to get to quicker. But at the end of the day, it's not fun. Like taking flights and, and fucking running for airports and all that. That shit is not fun. I don't know who has fun flying. The only thing that's fun is when the shit is talking about we have land, we have arrived to wherever the fuck you are. Arrived. That's the best part of flying. Everything else is an, is just a pain in the ass. It's just a pain to me. It is at least. And um, it, I feel like this is one of those unfortunate situations. Like it, I think it could have been handled better by everybody. You get what I'm saying? Like. 
you got to think about it. This this situation happens all the time with these flight attendants, and it gets handled without this type of. And obviously, this is OBJ, so we're going to hear about it. But what I'm saying is that these these situations are not uncommon. Somebody being drunk on a plane, tired. That shit happens all the time. Oh, Everything I'm. Every single day, you shit, you there. So I'm pretty sure you know that this happens every single day. Yeah, that shit happens often, and it's always it's always something like that. And I think like things things just spiraled, man. I think like you said, they got a job to do, and they were trying to do their job. And he was um he's being a jerk about it because he was incoherent, and then it just went from there. And <laughs> and he was just like, "Yo, I'm, I'm good." Like, and the pilot. And the flight attendant could just be like, okay, well, he's good. I will right, just, they could have told the cops, like, look, just go, you know, just go let him know. Keep it together. Because if he don't keep it together and we get up in the air, we're going to have to turn back around. They could have went and just had that private conversation with him right quick. Like, he just went like, hey, sir, look, can we talk to you over here for a second? Just like, like listen, they're concerned about you. Just, just make sure you chill out, all right? Like, I've had that conversation with people flying through the airport. Like, they be, they be yelling, they be screaming, they be cussing. And I pull them to the side and be like, listen. Like, I need you to just be quiet, go through this process, get on the other side, get your bags, and go to your flight. If you keep acting up, man, it's going to get worse for you. Like, you're going to stop talking to us because you don't respect us anyway. You're going to stop talking to us, and I'm going to have to get the uh, police officers and everybody come over here and have a conversation with you. And their conversation is going to be, let's go down to the precinct. So, come on, man, let's just let's just be easy, all right? They be like, all right, cool, I got you. I'm gonna chill. Like, all right, cool. Let's all let's all be friends. And that's that's the conversation that could have been had, but they just jumped to the extreme, like, oh no, get them off the flight. And I don't know. I think they just like it is it just went too far. It wasn't necessary for it to go to that point. Yeah. Hopefully at the end of the day they'll work something out because I know ain't nobody gonna let this one go. Ain't gonna just be like, ain't gonna just die down. I'm just hoping that eventually they figure things out and they can come to some kind of understanding, but like you, like we, like we both said, this is one of those situations where it definitely couldn't have been handled better uh, by every party. And I'm not blaming OBJ, and I'm not blaming the, the uh, I'm not blaming the flight attendant, but I'm I'm just saying that by both parties, it could have been handled better. Maybe he should have woke his ass up, just put on his fucking belt. Maybe they could have handled it better. As far as now, again, I don't know. I, you know, I have no idea how many times they tried to wake him up. I have no idea what the situation is. They could have been like, "Hey, tap him a little," you know. And you, you don't ever, you don't even want to touch people in this kind of climate because then all of a sudden they'll be like, "Oh my god, you were sexual harassing me. You were touching my leg when I have my shorts on." You don't, you don't know. You don't know these days, man. You have zero idea. Shit will come up later on. I have no idea if he would have like tried to shove them a little bit, like "Don't touch me," and then all of a sudden oh, that. Jeez. Come on, let's be real. That, that, you can see it. You can almost see it. Yeah. So I, I just he wish could've, he could have went and got some. Um, he could have went and got some Starbucks right quick. But like you said, he coming straight from the club. He probably had a driver or Uber or whatever drop him off at the airport. He could probably went and grab a little Starbucks or something and gave him a little jolt enough to get him up in the air. And then he could have passed out. But I don't want to blame either side. But I will tell you this: the funniest part to the whole damn. Um, videos and shit where uh, he told dude you're going to be waiting 40 minutes for another flight and I'm going to be up in the air in a PJ <laughs> here she go right here you're going to wait 40 minutes and I'm going to be on a private plane home yeah, yeah. 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 I will get your off the plane for a second yeah I bet enjoy the cheese board on the way home <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> then he started, he started arguing with the other passengers. This shit was hilarious to me. Because I'm pretty sure they, hey, I'm pretty sure they were just like, this is bullshit. That's what happens, you Because they, I would have been pissed too. If I'm getting my bags and I got to get up, I'd be looking like, hey, man, god damn you. Man, you such a, man, you asshole, dude. Why you got us getting off this plane? Yeah. But that shit is funny. That that part right there is funny to me. <laughs> he said, you're going to wait 40 minutes and I'm going to be in the PJ home already. Uh, <laughs> damn. That's how you flex. That's how you flex to somebody right quick, man. If you got the money, if you got the money, that's what it is, man. At the end of the day, I mean, it's it's a uh, all you want from people. All you really want is that I know as a passenger, and I've been that passenger that's just seen fucking Mother Nature or some other dumb shit happen. I've seen where the pilot was tired, like the pilot, the pilot, the pi- one time I was I trying to get enough. The pilot was tired. They said the pilot couldn't go because they had been in. I know these are F, uh, what is FDA rules or FCC rules, whatever fucking rules, is that they can't fly for a certain amount of hours. And he had just this was going to be a second flight, and it was too late. Like he was just, oh, the, the fucking pilot has been up too long. He has to get some rest. I said, wow. So anything, I cursed the pilot out just like that. Motherfucker, you. He was. <laughs> He was just like, how about I'm about to be in my PJs in my hotel room and you're going to be mad at this airport. There's the fucking thing. That's it. So I understand, yo. I get it. I understand everybody's frustration. This is a bad situation, man. One of those things that go viral and you're just like, man, this is just another one of those dumbass things that go viral. Oh, man. That's definitely, definitely, um, that is definitely a situation. Something that goes viral. I mean, and, um, and it's just celebrity, man. But, um, on a uh, side, on another note of a celebrity going viral, Dana White, the um, what is he, the president, owner? What, what the hell is he of the UFC? He's the owner of the UFC, yeah. All right, so he's the owner of UFC. He's got what was that? New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, whatever, whatever it was. They, were, um, him, and his wife were in Mexico for New Year's, and he slapped the he slapped the shit out of his wife. Like she hit him, and then he he reared off and slapped the hell out of her. But everybody's going crazy, man. I mean, um. I don't see any real outrage. I don't see any real um, kickback on him about about what he did other than people just say, oh, man, that's messed up. But I haven't seen any, like, real down with Dana White type uh, talk or rhetoric or calling for him to resign or sell the company or anything like that. But that speaks volumes to owning your own shit, man. When you own something outright and it's you, and can't nobody do anything. Like, even if they did say... Even they said did say uh sell it. He's like, no, I don't want to sell it. It's it's mine. I don't want to sell Why? it. <laughs> you can't make me sell it. Like nobody governs me. And it, it, it's the same thing with um with Jeff Bezos and Amazon. And everybody was like, hey, why he not getting no flack for uh for selling this uh the movie that Kyrie's getting all this flack about commenting on? Why he not getting no flack about uh selling it? Because he owns the company. What what flack is he gonna get? So I think that's why Dana White really not getting no flat because like he owns it. There's nothing anybody can do. They can, everybody can be pissed off all they want. He'd be like, okay, well you're mad at me. I'm sorry, I did that. Shouldn't have did. It. Now what? <laughs> now what? Man, if, he was, if he was a player, if he was a one of the actual athletes, they could be like, oh, cancel his contract. Don't let him fight no more. But he the boss. <laughs> it's his shit. You can't do shit about that. Yeah, no, 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 nothing anybody can do. Just. All you can do is just be upset. I, I uh, heard about this story as well. Um, it's one of those things like, I, I you know, at the end of the day, uh, Dana White, I, I watch UFC. 
and I, I'm kind of not, I kind of know what kind of person Dana White is. Not to, you know, not to hollow his fucking life or anything like that. I just know that he's, uh, he is in, you know, as far as his, his demeanor, I've, I've watched a lot of the UFC. I've watched a lot of the UFC, uh, behind the scenes. I watched the UFC when they were doing like their reality show and all that stuff like that. So I, I just know whatever I see of Dana White. And at the end of the day, I know he slapped. It's like this. When Dana White slapped, slapped his slapped this uh this lady, I was just like, "This is going to be a story for today, and it's going to be gone tomorrow." But if there's and I, again, I just hate I hate doing this, but I got to do it. If it was any other, if it was a black person in in any kind of light, any kind of light, doesn't really matter what kind of level they are. If it was fucking any kind of celebrity black person that had slapped his wife and it was on New Year's and it was a video and all that stuff like that. We would be talking about it for fucking at least two weeks at bare minimum. That shit got talked about one day and they were just like, well, you know what it is, you know, he was drunk and he was, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was all these excuses, but you know, you just chalk it up to how society is and that's just what it is. So I just was like, you know, I knew it was going to go away. You know, I, I don't affect Dana White's fucking bottom line. People still going to watch UFC shit. I'm still going to watch UFC. God damn it. It don't matter. I ain't get slapped. So, I mean, at the end of the day, but it's a story that you can see the media. The media just does not like to comment when it's not black. When it's not black people, when it's, when it's non-black people, the media fucking runs that shit. They'll be like, hey, hey, you know something happened? And they'll be like, ah, fucking throw that shit in there. Brett Favre still stole money from poor people. That shit was, I mean, I'm going to keep bringing it up. He stole money from poor people. I think that's a little. One of the poorest more. states and cities in the country. And people going to act like that shit didn't happen. He still stole money. And there wasn't a little bit of money. He didn't steal $5 from the cookie jar. He stole lots of money from these people. And nobody really gives a fuck. But you know what? It is what it is. I just I just see how the media works. Yeah, man, that's the way, that's the way that should go. And Brett Farr got, I'm not gonna say he got away with it. The fact that the fact that we don't even know what consequences, if any, were levied, lets you know the level of privilege that was involved, man. We don't know nothing that happened with that. We knew it happened, and that's it. We don't know if he got to give a portion back. We don't know if they're gonna take a portion. We don't know if the school is gonna give some of them. We don't know nothing about that case, man. And I think if you try to Google it, you're not gonna find out nothing about that case. Oh, no consequences. How about that? I can tell you that shit. I can, I can fucking, I'll tell you that with motherfucking emphatic authority. No, no consequences. Just threw this shit under the rug. There could not be, there could, imagine any fucking black, I don't give a fucking little Gilbert Arenas. Imagine just a regular motherfucking old school athlete. If it was him, they would fucking be losing their mind. They would be losing their mind. Oh my God. It would be fucking mayhem. But, you know, it's just, it is what it is. That's crazy, man. That's absolutely insane that this dude did that and got nothing going on with it. Um, let, let's talk Let's talk about this cops of Tennessee, son. You hear about these cops in Tennessee? The, the, say that one more time. These cops in Tennessee. Like, you've been following Sorry. that case with the, uh, where they was, all, they was all fucking. It was like six, it was like six, seven cops, man. I heard about. I heard it. Was, was this? It in. Oh, they was. Wait, wait, hold on. It was a bunch of people getting it in, or this was the? I heard radio. The was this the one where the radio got kicked on or something like that, and then all of a sudden they heard the stuff going on. 
I don't even know how they found out, son. All I know it was it was it was like one female cop and like six, seven dudes. Oh they wow. Here, they was out here having a a damn sex fest. And she was fucking and sucking everybody and <laughs> yo, this shit just got real real wild because she's married. But they, oh. was, they was having like like when I first heard it, I was like, oh man, they getting fired for having um having relationships at work, man. That sucks. Like if I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna go school off with somebody at work. Like why is it, why is it getting all this attention? And then I started hearing the full story. I was like, oh yo, they was they was fucking at work. They was in the uh they was in the the uh, precinct gym fucking. They was in the cars fucking. They was like taking what? breaks fucking. They was doing damn um dirty pics and sending it to each other into this little like group chat and like she was the only one in the midst of like five six dudes oh so this is what she does this is her thing I guess so I guess this is what she does and it was and like now that it's all coming out like they're all like yeah we were doing it yeah we were doing it I was like oh like this is not even like y'all weren't even just having like a relationship on the side or like we outside work and we all, and we date each other and no, it's just what we do. We just having relationships outside of work. Nah, y'all was on some like huge, like orgy party. They didn't find that they was having parties at different places and doing like girls gone wild type videos. Like, yo, this chick was getting loose. Oh, wow. I, I, I knew about, uh, the, the cops and the sex and all that stuff like that. And I thought it was because, um, like, they heard it on the radio. Like, all of a sudden, it was on the fucking radio. Like, not the, obviously not the regular radio, but, like, on the cop radio. It could be. I never I never delved deep to see how it all came out. I just know it came out. And then I was just like, yo, people be um, sleeping with each other all the time at work. And they, then when I read the full story, I was like, oh, nah, they, they literally <laughs> sleeping at work. Like, they're not just sleeping with somebody at work. They're literally sleeping at work. Like, Yo, taking I, breaks <laughs> and meeting up places and getting to it. No, nah, you what you call them, You've uh, shed light on this because I didn't know it was. I thought it was just a cop and a uh, one cop and another cop just getting busy. And now you know, and they found out because of the radio. You saying that like this lady was getting her on uh, her booty talk on. She was just she, out there. She was out there loose with it. She was she was getting uh, the A train on. A train straight. Uh, Straight uh, T.I. and Nelly get loose. Because <laughs> 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 Shorty get loose. <laughs> she was out there getting loose in these streets, man. I did not know it was that type of time. My bad. Yeah, I'm to look at it. It was like, it was like five dudes, man. I was like, it was yeah. Hold on. I know we're taking this, this story to another level, but was it five? Like, at one time, or it was five that she just happened to be like it was in rotation. I think they were just in rotation. I think they did have some threesomes, but I think overall it was just like in rotation. Like she was just getting passed around, like willingly getting passed around. So you, you was the smut in our group, and we have a a sex chat. Yeah, sex yeah man. Make sure that hey, Tuesday is my day. Don't let John do Tuesday because I want to see at three o'clock. Like that type of time, like wow, she was uh and and to make it all fucking crazy, she was married, you said? Yeah, married to um like a park ranger or some shit like that. Oh my god. Oh my god, Jesus Christ. It's one thing to get cheated on when you get cheated on by one person or something to that effect. It's a whole other thing when you get smutted out 
and five other people are just like, yeah, I know what you look like naked too. And then people high fiving and all that shit. Oh man. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> and everybody, and you know, what's crazy. It probably started out with like one dude or two dudes. And then like everybody else found it. Cause you know, when I work, everybody ends up talking. So everybody ends up talking like, Oh, you know, oh, you know, yo, yeah. my mouth getting yeah. serious. How you know, dude, I know. Oh, word. So then the other person probably was like, yo, Next time your husband comes to the uh, policeman's ball, I'm gonna tell him what's going on. If you don't put me in rotation, then it was another <laughs> one. <laughs> then everybody just started using the blackmail factor for her. I just told myself. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I didn't read the whole thing because you know, I just want to touch on it because I just thought it was wild that because I think a total of five people got fired. So it was her and the four and four dudes got fired. Then it was three more dudes that got suspended for their part in this whole, this whole, this whole thing. So that makes seven dudes <laughs> wrapped up with one female who had some type of something with her during these escapades. And this is, and you know, Tennessee is not one of those. Well, this town that it's in is not one of those. It's not, you know, Tennessee is not built up a bunch of major cities. There's only like two major cities in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So. She out here in a small ass town getting tossed around by seven dudes, man. Oh man, I just drove through Tennessee. That was fucking crazy. I didn't know all that shit was going on on the sides of the motherfucking Tennessee. I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on all of this. Yeah, but how do you? Yeah, how do you deal with that shit as a husband, man? Like one dude, no. one dude, you be like, hey, man, that's messed up. Like you breaking my heart. You cheated. Seven dudes, man. No, no, no. You don't. You don't deal with it. That is, that is, you go get your PlayStation, you get the fuck out of that house, man. You go PlayStation. <laughs> no, nobody leaving that PlayStation. You go pick up that PlayStation and you fucking, you motherfucking skip Dodge, you, you fucking erase her off of everything, off of any kind of social media, you fucking delete her picture, you do everything. Anything that you, the, you fucking throw that ring in the river, you, you have to fucking erase that whatever amount of years from your life. That's crazy, man. Seven dudes, like, it's, and you know, dudes be, you know, we, we super prideful. We get hurt real easy when we actually love somebody. So, for like I said, for one dude, you'd be hurt. Like, damn, she cheated him. She's, you know, dudes would call a girl a whore for one dude. You fucking whore, you slut, you dirty bitch. You slept with, you slept with one guy. Oh my god, you're nasty. She yeah, got back old with a story of seven dudes. Nah, and and now you got to see it in the news. You got to see oh, it in the fucking <laughs> Tennessee, fucking the Tennessee, but the wherever fucking town they're in, and the fucking in the Tennessee, uh, uh, Tennessee, Tennessee Post, yeah, the Tennessee Post, the Tennessee Daily News. You got to see that shit in there. You fucking mad. You got to see that shit every day. Somebody coming by your fucking desk, pump doing the pump move. Oh my god, you just mad. Oh man. <laughs> nah, she got to die. You might have to this shit. I'm gonna be in the same jail with all those police officers because fuck all that shit. Oh man! And then like, it's a small ass town, so nobody's moving. So now you go around town and probably end up seeing these dudes. You got to fight every day. Every day we got to fight. And I know you're not a cop no more, so you ain't got your gun. So every day we got to fight. <laughs> you're not a cop no more. Got to fight every day. <laughs> it's like every day we got to fight, man. Yeah, that's not a- all these functions and stuff, and they probably see each other around town. They probably like, "Hey, what's going on, buddy? How's everything? How's your wife doing? Yeah. I didn't see her work yesterday." Oh man, 
Niggas be making choo-choo sounds around their tissue. Oh, no, fuck that. Now that you got to die. Somebody got to die. One person got to die in this whole thing. I don't care if it's the seventh person. I don't care if it's the first person. Somebody. <laughs> somebody got to take, somebody got to take the brunt of this pain. <laughs> the ground. <laughs> oh, Buddy, man, and then uh, you know we 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 making light of it, but we understand because you know people would be fucking killing themselves over shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like people would be like, oh yeah, you know, I, we 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 poking fun at it, but whoever if you if you just happen to be listening to this shit, some way somehow we uh we be sorry for your loss, man. <laughs> it's horrible, huh? horrible, so bad. And if you what you call him, if you the lady, goddamn you dirty whore. I'm telling you that right now, okay. <laughs> Um, behalf of my friend, behalf of my guy friend, whoever that guy was, he was a dirty whore. But now, think of it like this: you now you can go do the stuff, and you know you got no none of y'all got jobs, so you can do it all day now. So look at that, look at the win. <laughs> you free to whore around all day long now. Yeah, now you can be you can be a whore in peace, oh, and you ain't got jobs. You can be a whore all year, all year and all time around, twenty four seven, three sixty five. Go ahead and do your thing. Terrible. This is terrible. Yeah. So moving right yep. along, uh, we're gonna end it out on on some good shit, some hilarious shit that uh both of us have been watching and both have been keeping track of. Um our man from our from our from our era, from our time frame of when we was out there listening to music and we was out in the streets having a good time. Keith Murray. Keith Murray has been all over the internet just throwing out all type of random stories and random information that nobody asked for, son. <laughs> I don't know who. Yo, I'm convinced Keith Murray's on something. Either he's on something. Or maybe he's had a stroke. <laughs> I don't know what is up with this dude, Keith Murray. But son, his interviews on this um on this YouTube page, uh The Art of the Dialogue. That dude is hilarious. I mean, he's he said some everything. He said he, he said he beat up Prodigy outside the tunnel one night. He said he uh-huh. um said he was getting head from Foxy Brown. <laughs> he said he, he was getting 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 head and giving head from Foxy Brown. Said he um he punked Tupac or he had Tupac scared to address him about something. Um. What the hell else has this dude's been saying, man? It's just all type of random stuff. And I'm just like, the the thing with um the Tupac thing, he was like, yeah, Tupac had a problem with my verse on I Shot Your Remix. And I had to go listen to the verse of I Shot Your Remix. And this shit has no type of Tupac reference, no type of Tupac information. So I don't even know what he's talking about, why Tupac would even say anything to him about that, about that verse. But... Keith Murray has been on. Oh, you also said he almost he almost fucked one of the girls from SWV. Like Keith oh. Murray is on some shit, son. Like, have you have you watched any of the video? I know you we talked about it the other day, so I know you've seen some of them. But have you have you taken a deep delve into all the interviews? I have not taken a deep delve because when I'm listening to it, you see how you're laughing. I'm like, come on, man, this is so far fetched. This is not even. And again, I wasn't I wasn't there, but come. On. Don't you think? And and uh, this is a different time, so I, I have to I have to uh, give him that 
you know, not credit, but I have to understand that it was a different time. So we can't fact check like we can today. People don't remember when they had a fucking phone for half the shit that he's talking about now. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I can't fact check, but I'm like, this shit is so far-fetched. And he was just talking about, he pretty much was like, yeah, I was fucking the Pope and all this other shit. Like, <laughs> it's just saying random, weird shit. It's just, I'm like, nah. Nobody can't tell me. Nobody can't tell me it's not joke. I don't give a fuck what you say. But when you think about it, Keith Murray's always been off the hook. He's just now figuring it out. What I think he did is figure it out. This nigga Kanye has been bugging out and saying off the wall shit. I just need to say off the wall shit and everybody will listen to me. Not, I'm, and get a buzz. Yeah, I get my buzz back. People start fucking booking me for fucking interviews. I say whatever. It doesn't really matter. And I can say it about a whole bunch of either dead people or I can say it about people that are not really in the, they're, they're not in the news either. You know what I'm saying? Like, he mentioned Prodigy. I'm, rest in peace, Prodigy. <coughs> Excuse me. He mentioned SWV. <coughs> Excuse me. He mentioned Foxy Brown. He mentioned a bunch of people that I'm like, come on, man. What are you talking about? And then he did a, uh, did he say, um, he said something else. I was just like, this guy is off the chain. This guy is just wild. So I haven't been, I go, what did he say? He said, oh, he said he was with Biggie the day before he got shot, or now he got shot. And Biggie was like, hey, you think I should stay, Keith, or you think I should leave, Keith? He's like, nah, you need to leave, man. You don't need to stay here. <laughs> I did hear that. I did see that interview. Well, I've seen that part of the interview. Excuse me, I can't watch him for too much. But I did see like, yeah, I told Big that he had to get out of Cali because he called me and was like, what should I do? Should I leave? That's the same shit he just said. Should I leave or should I stay? And and I told him, Big, you got to get up out of Cali. And then all of a sudden, Big went to the party and got shot the next day. If it was if, if it was for me, he would have been out of there. That's because I'm Keith Murray. I'm like, what are you talking about? I, I didn't, this story has been out since 1997. I've never heard this story by anybody's account. And the only person Back check them as big. You got C's because C's was there. C's could come out and be like, yeah, now nah, we wasn't with Keith Murray. Keith Murray didn't didn't advise us to leave. That dude, Keith Murray, just on the road. Now, I saw one earlier today that I didn't get a chance to watch yet, but I'm going to watch it later. He was like, he's see, he seen George Floyd smoke before. He was with George Floyd, but George Floyd smoked one day. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> I was with George Floyd the day before the unfortunate shit. Like, what? What are you talking about, man? What is? I don't know. I gotta watch it. Later. I actually gotta click on it and see if it's real or not. Because you know, people have started making so many damn videos of his video clowning him. I gotta click on it and see if it's even real. It might be one of them joke ones. I don't know. But keep Murray. If those of you, I mean, people people who listen to us uh, of our age group, so y'all know who Keith Murray is, man. Y'all know the most beautifulest world, thing in the world. And all, the, all the tracks and the stuff he's with the Def Squad, him and Redman, Eric Sherman, all that stuff. Like, he's done some some good musical work, man. He was on that remix with uh, Puffy with that special delivery. Like, he's done some good work. He had some great verses in um in hip-hop and the time oh, yeah. he was popping. But whatever he has going on right now, I need him to come out of whatever he got going on. And the dude that's doing these interviews, whoever this art of the dialogue dude is, whoever he is, that dude's an amazing interviewer. Because there's no way I'd have been able to sit there and hear those responses and not just bust out laughing or bust out like, Keith, man, cut this shit out, man. What the fuck is wrong with you? 
he was standing up in the interview. They had to fucking get the, the camera to go up and go down. I'm like, what is going on in this interview? Is the most weirdest, I, I, you know, just weird, just fucking weird. <clears throat> yeah, shout out to that dude because there's no way I'd have been able to have continued that interview at some point. I'd be like, Keith, now, man, this is this, this is the second or third interview, and this shit's getting more and more ridiculous, man. I'm not gonna say you're lying. I'm just gonna say I refuse <laughs> to continue this until I can get some, I can get some more clarity with some people who are around you. It's a fact. That's why I haven't. I can't. I can't even. I haven't even entertained it, yo. I ha- I haven't entertained it because I'm like these are the most off the wall. <laughs> it's like yo, I was the first one to find the fossil from the dinosaurs and all of this. I'm like yo, man, we can uh, somebody fact check some of this shit. Yeah, I need some of the people to come out. I need uh, I need C's to come out. I need Foxy to come out. I need um, Nas to come out. I need Eric Sherman to come. I need I need all these people. To just do quick Instagram reels or whatever and be like, yo, Keith bugging. It ain't happening. I don't know what's wrong with Keith. Keith bugging. That's it. Hang the phone up. You even got to do a whole, I don't need a whole two, three minutes. I just need like 30, 45 seconds. <laughs> this nigga tripping. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about and keep moving from there. Absolute, absolute just craziness. And he's making it, he's doing a Kanye. And every time I see him on my algorithm, I'm like, oh my God, there's another interview with this guy. I don't believe it. And it's just like, like that. And, I, and I respect it because I know what he's doing. He is doing exactly the Kanye. I'm just going to say what, it doesn't matter. Nobody gives a shit if it's real or not. They just want to hear fuckery. That's all. That's it, man. You got a point there. People just want to hear <laughs> some madness. I mean, and the dude who's doing it, he's doing a great job. He's biting off the, um, he's biting off the, um, the Andrew Schultz blueprint where he's not putting out the whole interview as one whole piece. He's just putting out segments, just putting <laughs> segments yeah. out. And it's just drawing you in. Cause it's getting you to click on. As soon as you see it pop, I know as soon as I see it pop up, I got to click on it. Cause I just want to hear the story. Like you said, he be standing up, he'd be reenacting stuff. He'd be reacting. Like the other, the other one I watched, he did a full person situation where he reenacted each part of the situation individually. I was like, yo, what is wrong with this dude? Why is this person doing an interview so comfortable with like, oh, okay, yeah, I see that. I see what you're talking about. I can visualize it. Really? (laughs) Like, I don't know what you on. I don't know how much you get paid for these, um, for these clicks and these, uh, and these YouTube plays, but man, listen, Crazy, crazy man. Keith Murray said he was there when Nas almost got robbed, but they were really trying to rob him. But he wasn't sure if they was robbing him or Nas. That he saw Nas getting robbed, he was gonna back the car up and run the dudes over that was trying to rob Nas. But he had the kids in the car. I was like, this shit sound like a yeah. Netflix movie. I see a piece of that too. I don't know how the fuck I'm seeing all these shits, man. I thought I didn't see any of these. He jumped out the car because the car got smashed up, and he got there because he didn't have no license. They had to get out before the. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, come on, yo. We lived in New York too, man. Nobody's gonna say anything about this. We just gonna listen. <laughs> Yo, that dude Keith Murray is. Uh, I don't want to say he's all up. I keep saying it, but I really hope he's not on drugs. I hope this is all just like you said. He's just trying to get a buzz about himself. He's just trying to do something. He pulling the Kanye. I hope that's what it is. But I hope he's not on drugs, man, because that'd be unfortunate. Because it's a lot of people from our era who are dying from drugs, who taking drugs, like, um, like Gangsta Boo died, what, like a week or two ago, you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, Gangsta Boo. She, they said it was a fentanyl overdose. So there's a lot of people 
dying because of drugs. So I hope he's not on drugs. But all all uh all evidence points to who <laughs> he's being impaired. His judgment is clearly impaired by all the evidence. I, I just hope I hope I mean whatever he's doing, he's doing it to the fucking T because he is popping up on the algorithm of something crazy. I'm like, I can't believe oh, yeah, he's getting <laughs> oh man, that shit is hilarious, man. I don't know what, like I said, I don't know. Um, <laughs> this nigga said, he said he took, he was on the original Who Shot You, and Puffy took his verse off and put Biggie's verse on there. Like, this dude is just, <laughs> dude is just the most random person. I don't know what he got going on, man. But shout out to Keith Murray. Shout out to the um, Art of the Dialogue because it's been giving me pure uh, damn joy and entertainment over the last week. Because I just be watching them little by little here and there. I don't want to do it like I can't watch it all at once because it's just annoying. Like the 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 interview of people getting up and doing stuff and the, the yeah man you know what I'm saying then boom then bop did oh, I can't do that shit all day. Like I'm getting too old for that. <laughs> I'm getting too old for that. I need some. I need some uh, structure to the shit I, li- I watch and listen to nowadays. But man, oh man! Well, shout out to Keith Murray, man. I was wondering what Keith Murray was anyway. I was with some Death Squad like two months ago. I was like, damn, what was Keith Murray up to? Shit, that motherfucker. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> that motherfucker heard you and was like, "I'm coming. I'll come. Don't worry. I'll come out. <laughs> Say whatever." <laughs> he, he's like. He's like coming soon. <laughs> he, saw some, he saw somebody listening and streaming his music. He was like, "Oh no, they, they want me." He said, "They need me. They need me out here in these streets." <laughs> yeah. Oh snap! But, oh man! Oh dude, but uh, it's been a wild time. We've been gone for a minute, man. It's been a whole lot of stuff's been happening. Like you said, uh. New season, new episode, new things, new year. We're going to have some good times this year, man. We're going to put out some good episodes. Some pure comedy, man. Um, before we got to here, two things. I'm going to shout out Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is a, um underrated coach, I guess you can call him. But, like, he hasn't had a losing season. He only has one Super Bowl, but he hasn't had a losing season, man. And, you know, as a black coach, he doesn't get a ton of the credit and recognition he should based on what he's doing, man. Not having a losing season for as long as he's been coaching is an amazing feat, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So shout out to Mike yes. Tomlin, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Hopefully he's um training up and cultivating some of them coaches that he got under him so that, you know, they can be they can be outstanding coaches, especially the uh the black ones that are on his staff. So they can be outstanding coaches if they get their shot and get their opportunity to be so. Um, last but not least, and um, let the people know what you got going on with Socks the Book, man. Let us know what, what, what it's hitting for. We're still on Amazon. Please check it out. We are actually, you're not going to believe this, we are in some schools in California. Um, shout out to, <clears throat> shout out to my cousin. They bought a bunch of books. Um, but we're going to be in a school in California. We're also going to be in some schools in Long Island, New York. So we're going to be covering the East Coast and covering the West Coast and then <clears throat> my co-writer, uh, co-author, uh, Wordsworth, uh, he'll have it in his school and they're down in Orlando. So the fact that we're going to have it in those three schools is really, really exciting to us. Um, 
If you have not read this book, man, we're getting so much good rays. It's great for kids that are eight, eight to 14 years old. Um, uh, Dan said, son has read it. Uh, other kids are reading all over the country. It's uh, selling like wildfire. But if you haven't been a part of this, uh, just please make sure you pick up the book because eventually it's going to be a movie and then you want to be part of the people that was like, I remember when I, I read that thing like two years ago and now it's a movie and blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the day, it's such a fun book and it has so many lessons in there for parents that are listening. Again, it's on Amazon. It is uh, the Sox book on Amazon. Check it out uh, whenever you get a chance. Uh, and thank you. If you do pick it up, thank you for picking it up. And please leave a comment on Amazon because all those comments, really, people just love reading the comments. That's, the, that's pretty much how people do anything these days. You understand? Like People are like, you know what? I only believe if somebody leaves a comment, I need to see if this thing is good. So there's a bunch of comments on there, and if you do get a chance to pick it up, please leave a comment. But thank you. Thank you, everybody, that's actually picked up the book. <laughs> no doubt, man. Y'all go ahead and pick that up. It's, it's, it's an awesome book. I'm not just saying that because that's my man, that's my brother, but also um, – just an awesome book, man. Like I enjoyed. It. I was reading a bit. My son, he was reading it. Some of it, some of it was a little, little advanced for him, but we read it together. Some parts, and um, it was good. It was entertaining to me. So, you get a chance, go get it, man. Go look out, man. And it, even if you don't want to get it, even if you don't want, like, man, I want to read no socks book, man. Just go ahead and uh, purchase the book. Support, support some, um, some young black brothers. I mean, young, young niggas ain't young. Support some black brothers doing some good things, man. They're trying to be positive, trying to start a trend, trying to start a series, trying to start some positivity for the young black youth, get them reading, get them affiliated with understanding that that we as black people can do more than be um, entertainers and athletes, but we can be authors, we can be poets and so on and so forth, and we're going to thrive at it. So grab the book, man. Grab it, put it on your shelf. Grab it, put it on your coffee table. Grab it, take it to the uh, your pediatrician, leave it in the office for the kids when they come in. I don't know. But um, support. Keep supporting us. We appreciate it, man. We know we left y'all out there for like a month or so. But like I said, we just took a little time off, did some family things, did some personal things. Now we back at it, man. We gonna keep coming to y'all with the hits, man. So until next time, man, y'all be good. Y'all be easy. Everybody be safe out there in them streets, man. We'll catch you in about another week and a half, man. Thank you.